Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at NewBalance.com. Hello, this is senior editor of Wildcat Authority, Jason Shear, and once again, we are back for another episode of the Wildcat Scoop podcast. As I said on the last episode, we're going to be picking it up with the podcast from here on out, and uh, we if you, if you missed it, yesterday's podcast discussed fall camp, kind of wrapped things up, and Jed Fish on Monday had his first weekly press conference. Nothing really earth-shattering, uh, I would say, that came out of it. Um, very rarely is there usually kind of get your stuff in in other methods than a weekly press conference but the one thing that really stuck out to me was his comments on the quarterback situation he was asked whether or not there has been more separation throughout practices obviously there's no separation between games which is what Jed Fish kind of wanted or originally had said that he expected to happen Uh, but Jed Fish says that there has been some separation and the guess is that the separation is um, gonna cruise kind of separating from the rest of them um it, you know we, we talked about in the other podcast it kind of felt like at times gonna cruise was kind of pulling ahead of will Plummer, but never to the point where you said that's my quarterback like that's the guy that has to lead the team uh, but jetfish said that there's some separation and then he was asked look um, and this was a topic on the message board, and, and I originally gave a similar answer to Fish. What happens if Gunnar Cruz comes out and leads a few scoring drives? Is Will Plummer still getting in the game? And Jed Fish said, no. <laughs> it's really that simple. He called it a champagne problem, which was great. Um, but basically, it's, look, he wants to play Will Plummer, but if Gunnar Cruz comes out in the season opener in Vegas against BYU and Arizona's up 10 nothing, and he's played well, why is, why, why is that even a question? I mean, Gunnar Cruz is staying in the game. Yeah, they want to see Will Plummer throw the ball. They'd like to get him in there. But if the reason they don't get him in there is because Gunnar Cruz is playing well, then it's kind of like, you know, sorry, Will Plummer. Like, we want to give you the opportunity. But if Gunnar Cruz is taking advantage of the opportunity we've given him, he's going to run with it. Like, it's just at the end of the day, the head coach's job is to put his team in the best position to win football games. And in this case, if Gunnar Cruz comes out and scores a few touchdowns in the opening couple drives, two or three drives, whatever it may be, yeah, man, he's the starting quarterback. You know, sorry, Will Plummer, you lost the competition. And if Will Plummer was the starter and Gunnar Cruz was coming off the bench to start the game and Will Plummer threw two touchdowns or they scored or whatever it may be, it'd be the same for Gunnar Cruz. Sorry, man, you're, you're not the quarterback right now. And eventually we're going to see that separation. I don't know. If it's going to happen on Saturday against BYU, I would be surprised if Gunnar Cruz came out and threw two touchdowns and all of a sudden Arizona's up, you know, 14-0 or or whatever it may be. Um, I guess crazier things have happened, but that separation is eventually going to happen. You just assume that these guys are going to get enough reps. It could happen in a game. It could happen in practice where they say, you know what, we've seen enough. Let's just give it to Cruz or Plummer and kind of run with it, but... To me, if we're looking at the most interesting aspect of the press conference, 
Uh, it's that. It's the fact that Fish said, look, I want to play both guys, but I'm not beholden to it. If one guy is playing better than the other, or if one guy starts hot, uh, he's going to stay in the game until that changes. And it's the right move to make, because at the end of the day, you're the head coach of Arizona, and you're trying to win football games. And that's the best way to win football games is you simply you know, go with the better football player. And in this case, it would be Cruz. Now, again, hypothetical, we don't know what's going to happen, but it's not really rocket science to me. You play the players that are going to put you in the best position to win the game. You play to win the game, as my friend Herm Edwards once said. Um, You cheat to win the game also, but yep, that's a different podcast. Um, (laughs) With that being said, uh, there were a couple other things that kind of take notice. I, I think the best part of the press conference is the fact that Jed Fish said, the team is healthy. Um, throughout fall camp, the defensive line struggled to stay healthy. It was Trevon Mason. It was Paris Shands. Kyan Bars did not even participate during camp. Um, it was J.B. Brown missing it for the birth of his uh, child and then kind of coming back a little bit out of shape. It was other situations that really we never got to see uh, the full health of the defensive line. Like To be honest, it, the, the depth chart on the defensive line is intriguing to me. Uh, We're expecting the depth chart on Tuesday, but the depth chart is intriguing because it was never healthy. My guess is Jalen Harris, who did stay healthy, which is one of the reasons why he got the one jersey. Mo Diallo, because I don't think you can keep him off the field. I think those are your two ends. And then Trevon Mason and Kion Bars. If Bars isn't able to go, um, you kind of switch things around a little bit and kind of move in from there. But the reality is that um, you know, that's probably the, the top four and you kind of figure out things to kind of around that. But um, it, it's an upgrade at the defensive line. But the good thing is it's there's depth. And Jed Fish said he expects to play seven or eight guys on the defensive line. And, and I don't think that's BS. I think that the, the defensive coaching staff feels that there's legitimate depth at the position of defensive line where there wasn't last season. And it's the additions of a guy like, you know, Diallo, for instance, who – I've talked to him already. I I think he's if he's not the best defensive lineman on the team already, he's second best behind Trevon Mason. I do think Jalen Harris is going to have a good year. I just think that they're they're different types of players. Um, and then linebacker uh, Kenny Hebe was was injured for most of camp. He's been injured a lot in his career. But Jed Fish said that he's healthy. He indicated that there's going to be six linebackers used. He didn't even mention Isaiah Johnson. My guess is that's an oversight, which means that there'd be seven linebackers used and so there's depth at those two positions um you know i i worry about the depth at corner which i talked about in the previous podcast but if you're worried about the overall health of the team it does appear that they are moving in the right direction um jetfish did talk about how they're careful with covid and all that and they're pretty strict with it uh, i've heard internally um, and i'm not saying it's a bad thing at all I, it's the complete opposite but um internally they've been pretty strict with you know guys wanting to get the vaccination and kind of pushing it a little bit and if you want to play you're vaccinated all that and if you want to play you're you're taking precautions for covid and when they get to vegas they're not going to go out with friends or allow people in the hotel and stuff like that it's it's going to be pretty shut down because that's just kind of the way things have to be right now and, and that's not an arizona issue that's throughout the entire country i'm sure that byu will be the same way um if you want to win football games, we've talked before how the vaccine was a competitive advantage. And now throughout the season, having a healthy team, injury-wise, COVID-wise, et cetera, is also obviously a competitive advantage. And Arizona 
in order to win football games, needs to make sure that it is at its absolute best. And that's kind of what Jed Fish is, is working towards with the COVID precautions um, and all that. BYU as a whole, he didn't really get too much into it. They're experienced, they're bigger, they're older. Um, with that being said, there, there is some inexperience compared to past BYU teams. Uh, there are some younger guys on the defensive side of the ball. But um, look, you, you don't win as many football games as BYU did last season if you're not a good football team. And Jed Fish just talked about how fundamentally sound they are, offense, defense, and special teams. And, and they are. At the end of the day, if Arizona is going to win this football game, Fish basically said, look, you know, we, we can't make mistakes. And he's right. If they make mistakes, they're they're not winning this football game. So in, in that regard, I mean, he didn't get a lot into BYU. Uh, we'll probably be able to get more into BYU on Tuesday. We'll be able to interview Don Brown, Brandon Carroll, and a couple players and kind of we'll, we'll go a little more in depth on BYU later in the week. But uh, – the other thing with, with the press conference is the crowd. Um, you know, Jed Fish was told at media day, he said that he was told there'd be 55,000 people. The new Pac-12 commission announced 57,000 is now the estimate. Largest college athletic event in Vegas history. Uh, my guess is there's going to be more once the game comes. Now, the question there is how many of those are Arizona fans? It's, it's going to be a pretty big split. I know Jed said he wanted 50-50. 50-50 is not happening. BYU fans travel. They travel big. Now, with that being said, Arizona fans also travel because if anybody knows a good Arizona fan, you know that they go to Vegas to gamble, to party, and to drink. And they also watch Arizona athletics. There's a reason why when Arizona's playing in the Pac-12 tournament, it's a home game. So while I don't know how many Arizona fans have bought tickets, I don't have that number. I'm, I'm working on it. It wouldn't surprise me to see it more than expected. It will not be as many as BYU. Um, they travel like crazy. Vegas is a trip that they love. Um, BYU fans love for whatever reason. Um, but there's going to be plenty of BYU fans there. I don't know if I would call it an away game of sorts, but it is going to not be a neutral field, in my opinion. It's going to be more of a kind of a BYU slant. Um, again, not a true road game, but you know, not really a home game either for Arizona. I expect there to be more BYU fans, but... Um, I'm pumped. I mean, 60,000 people in a college football stadium or NFL stadium, whatever it may be, um, it, it just feels right. And, and you know, Kalani Sataki, the, the BYU coach, said, he said that to him is, is the thing that he's most excited about is getting fans. Because if you, if you went to a college football game without fans, it's just so much different, man. It, it's just it, it, college basketball games, they were boring. It, it's just a whole different world. And to have fans, to have the camaraderie, to have the college football spirit, um, it just means and feels uh, a lot more. I mean, it's just it's it's fun to be around, and so the atmosphere should be awesome. Um, and just overall, it, it's kind of it, it's just flat out game week. I, I mean, Jed Fish has kind of been his own. I, I went to the radio show, the coaches show on Monday night, and he looked exhausted. And his family was there. He said hi to his family, hung out with them for about two minutes, had a to go bag of food, and then left and said, "I'll see you when I get home." And that's the, the life of a head coach. But, man, he, he looks exhausted. He really does. He looks like he's putting in the work. Uh, he said it in the presser that he hasn't been sleeping much at all. And, and you could tell. It, it wasn't BS. I mean, he doesn't look like a guy that's gotten many hours of sleep. He wants to win at this game. He wants to turn around the program. And, look, I mean, Arizona's a double-digit underdog. But even if they look better, which shouldn't be too hard, but even if they look better than last year, I know we argue about moral victories and all that, but I think that there needs to be a – 
a step forward. But we'll talk about that later in the week. But, I mean, it, Jed Fish is reaching out. He, he likes to drop names of, of guys he knows, which is great for recruiting and smart that he does. But he's reached out to guys for help, and it's – it's good to see. I mean, it really is. And, and again, it's there's a reason why he says those names when he says them, but you still want a head coach that is able to look elsewhere for help and get advice and all that and isn't so stubborn that it's kind of his way or the highway. Um, that eventually, you know, that helps. There, there's a reason why a guy like Nick Saban hires 50 analysts and he's the best college football coach in the country, but he still wants to listen to these 50 analysts. And so... You know, in order to succeed, you have to be able to, to hear other voices. And it, it sounds like that's what Jed Fish likes to do. And, and he's getting the input of other people of how to approach this first week. And we're uh, we're going to see if it pays off. So, you know, kind of a, a quick podcast today. But just wanted to sum up the presser. I'm assuming we'll have more to talk about after the BYU game weekly presser for, for next week in the San Diego State, reviewing BYU and all that. But uh, until then, in a few days, we're going to have... A, uh, a podcast previewing BYU and discussing that game. And then, uh, yeah, we'll go from there. So once again, thanks for joining me. I'm Jason Shear of WildcatAuthority.com, and this has been the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.